coming from our collective caves into your dank dwellings. We haven't done one of these for a while. We've all sort of splintered off into our own separate worlds. We've been working on a few different things. But this is the Cave Dweller Music Podcast. My name's Matt. We've got Brendan and James on the line as well. We're going to do a bit of a recap of what's been happening. Pretty busy few months for us here at Cave Dweller Music. We're also going to be having a look at uh, and comparing and contrasting the top albums that we had for halfway through the year. Now, it is September, so a bit's gone by. We've revisited a couple of older records that came out earlier on in the year, so our uh, picks will have changed. And we don't listen to metal exclusively, so we're going to suss out what's been happening in a few different genres. We've got big stuff happening in regards to PR. You might have seen that pop up on the Facebook page. We've also got the Discord server as well. And there's been a couple of little... Uh, little whispers, little preview videos happening of some merch that we've got lined up. All very exciting stuff happening. Uh, first and foremost, gents, how are we today? Yeah, excellent. Doing really well. That's always good to hear. It's always good to uh, have a chat, have a bit of a catch up and see what's happening there. Now, did we want to start first and foremost as a with a bit of a recap to see what's been happening in the Cave Dweller world I mentioned there that we've got the PR going and the merch going. James, you've done a lot with the PR uh, and Brendan Merch was your domain. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be keen on actually being able to wear some Cave Dweller stuff. So, Brendan, walk us through what's happening with all the merch. So, right now, uh, we have, well, I have in our hands here, uh, T-shirts and sweatshirts that we... uh, approved of they were really well done uh gildan uh material so everything is classic band shirt yeah everything you know it's familiar it's comfortable um we got the soft style t-shirts they're really well done uh the work was done by brass city inc in Connecticut, right near me, and they did a stellar job. Everything looks really well done. Details immaculate, um, and it's comfortable. <laughs> what we're hoping to do is uh, eventually get uh, everything lined up for packaging, uh, so we can get everything shipped out safely, and then we'll take pre-orders and. We'll get everything uh, lined up and I'll get to the print shop and get the order placed. And what's really cool is I get to, I can, you know, drive down there and see how everything's going on. And it's just two people working their ass off doing, doing, uh, doing embroidery. They make stickers, they do all kinds of good stuff. So, um, you know, we might be able to see a cave dweller hat in a, in the future. So really neat stuff coming on. But we got to make it all happen with some pre-orders first. So, and What about the artwork? Who is that? That was, you tell that was that a Avenged Creations. Uh, and he did such an amazing job. Basically worked with us hand in hand. You know, we were like, hey, we want to have this. We want to have that. And he goes, all right, cool. And then he'd hit us up with something. And then he would have like a, a, his little twist as artists usually do. And it, it came out amazing. You know, we have the, uh, the fossil, 
like clutching is the record and you know you have like kind of mushrooms kind of growing through the skull and bones and parts and it looks organic and uh we have on the hood the melting vinyl um which is kind of neat this looks like a kind of just like a, a you know campfire but with like a you know melt melting vinyl and uh we have a jawbone weapon on the sleeve which i think would be a really badass hat in the future um and we have our uh cave dweller music in in amazing uh cave fashion with bones and stones and everything's just super well done and i can't be happier with how uh the quality of the print work came out it's a nice uh like it's not a bright white it's like this like kind of nice gray color that like that flows nicely on the on the black um yeah it's it's sweet i think too that uh, i haven't talked to you guys about it yet but i was thinking about popping in uh for a second screen and doing like a two-tone on the fossil with like maybe coloring like the mushrooms and like some of the vinyl or something fuck yeah i um a while back there was a like big zine and indie comic symposium that i was a part of running here in brisbane and we actually got to go down and do some screen printing one day so like the idea of like a a two-tone color is so awesome it works out really well and especially like if you've got dark shirt dark base and then just have those highlights that really pop off the shirt and make it look so much better yeah yeah i I think i can't wait to kind of test it out and then also like with uh stickers we have the design already and with stickers we can do anything we wanted we could have if we wanted to say like take the fossil um for instance, we could have like a rainbow fossil if we really wanted to, or like have it be like mirrored, reflective, like kind of metal or like refractive, sorry. And then uh, like all kinds of, there's, there's possibilities are endless with like uh, stickers, which is really cool. So there's a lot of neat stuff that is at the fingertips here, which is really nice. And do we have a uh, definitive timeline on when pre-orders are going to be up or is it something that people are going to have to keep an eye out on, on the Facebook page? I think that's something uh, James and I just have to buckle down. Um, but I think now that James has his <clears throat> merchant hands, I think it's going to be easy, easier to get done now that we know and he, he agrees that Everything's good. I'm speaking for you right now, James. You, yeah, I know. You? He's just, he's no, honestly the tyrant of cave dweller music. We just have to do what he says or he cracks the whip. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with how it turned out. Um, it was interesting because when I saw the design on the hoodie over like video. Or pictures. Yeah, or pictures. It kind of looked like a little small at the back, but I, then seeing it in person, it looks great. I mean, I only got mine yesterday. So, yeah, I've been wearing it around the house and stuff. <laughs> yep yeah um, i've been wearing mine and then like the sweatshirt it's just been like it was like it's it's too hot still i'm like man i just want to wear my sweat my hoodie but like i can't just yeah, I can't wear it. it's it's hot as hell here i can't wear the sweatshirt i want to because it literally fits me perfectly like it was made for me type thing yeah yeah, yeah exactly so, i yeah, also what i kind of think is like the sweatshirts are the exact size they said they were but the t-shirts are a little bigger than they said they are. So it's like, it's a loose fit medium for the mediums. Well, maybe yours is different though. Cause yours is a different shirt to mine. <coughs> Ours was the Gildan hammer. I, I said it was yeah. soft style. It's like a, it's a medium 
it's like not a heavyweight. It's it's in between the soft style and the heavyweight. And um, I think the mediums uh, that you got, I can't remember the name of the brand. It was, uh, but it's a very similar size. But that was just because we didn't want to wait for the gilded mediums to show up. Right, which we might be able to get for the pre-orders though. Oh, no, no. We'll definitely get the Gildan pre... Well, for the pre-orders, it'll be easy, like, because we'll just... They'll tell us when they get them, and that's when we'll tell them when they're ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that's it. It's, that's that easy. It's just a matter of, um, like, we were impatient on the medium. Also, uh, with the sweatshirt, they said that, like, there will be a little bit of shrinkage with the sweatshirt. So, like, if you wear, like, you know how it says it fits you perfectly. Like, I got an extra large because sometimes I'll wear, like, a like a long sleeve shirt or something underneath my hoodie. So like, yeah. I wanted like a little bit of like a little bit of room. So like, but uh, I haven't washed it yet cause I haven't really worn it. So um, yeah. I think though, if I got a large uh, for me, I think it would fit perfectly. And with the extra large, it just has that little bit of bagginess that like you expect with like a really comfortable hoodie. Yeah. I like my hoodies tight. So that's just me. It feels snug. Um, but yeah, as far as timeline goes, um, Brandon and I are just kind of sorting out the last few details about uh, like packaging and shipping costs. That, that's all we're waiting on now at this point. Yeah. So I did buy packaging. Um, oh, cool. So I did get, uh, yeah, packaging, black packaging. I was going to get pink and be like, because <laughs> it was like two, three bucks cheaper to get the same, like, I don't know, whatever. It, it, it is what it is. I didn't get the pink. But I got the black, and uh, that so should be coming. To to, you just have to go to UPS then and get pricing. Is that is that what we're waiting on? So I want to, yeah, because I went to no, I went to UPS, and that they told me oh, that it was gonna um, UPS. Be, I mean, sorry. Yeah, I want to go there and check out their their pricing because um, UPS wanted um, like two hundred and thirty six dollars to send a sweatshirt to France. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's insane. So there's going to be like a little bit of research to be done. Um, but we're definitely not going to use U- UPS if that's how it's going to be, you know? So I'm fairly sure that USPS is a lot cheaper because it's just the standard United States Marriott service. Right. Exactly. And then plus the packaging that I bought, uh, will be smaller than the packaging I sent to you, James. Yeah. And, and super light. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, and I think that's also part of it. So, um, was how big the package was. There's just yeah. a wide envelope, really, but. Yeah. Damn you, Nonetheless, it won't package. be astronomical to send out a sweatshirt and a t-shirt once we're finally said and done. But that'll probably, you know, just like the standard, like, we'll get our price set for what we want. I, I can't remember. It was probably around, like, selling a sweatshirt. Like, don't quote me yet, but around probably like 36 to 38 bucks. I can't remember if I yeah, talked about around that price. Around that price yeah. Like, it just depends on how much bucks. we get in pre-orders and, and all that. Um, so that's that, but it's really a couple dollar difference between, you know, what we get and then, uh, all that. So nonetheless, it will be available. It will be affordable and it will be awesome. So that's going from the cave dweller stuff that you can wear. But if you were an artist listening on into this and you're sitting there thinking, man, this PR company that I'm with is fucked. Well, don't we have a surprise for you? The tyrant of cave dweller music himself, the Mongol of metal media, 
<laughs> Mongol. Yeah, no, I was going to say Mongoloid, but that's not what Give we're after. Mongol? The Mongol. There we go. I knew my words were uh, a little bit off. Let me try that again. It's so okay when you're a Neanderthal. Yay! <laughs> I do, uh, there's not really a lot going on upstairs. I was trying to be clever and it blew up in my face. But the mogul of metal media, James, uh, he's brought about Cave Dweller PR. Mate, speak to the people. Speak to the people. Tell them what you got. So basically, <laughs> basically uh, it was about six months in the planning stage just to kind of figure out logistics of it and make the idea come to life, I guess. And then... Last three months has been the hush hush period of me doing all the behind the scenes stuff, like getting the business license, getting registered, like getting a mailing address, building the website, hiring an artist. And by the way, the artist who did my logos and the website uh, is the same one that we went with for the shirts. So if you like that, you're going to love the shirts. Um, and I guess, how long has it been now? It launched about three weeks ago, four weeks ago? Yeah, it's Not long close to a month. Close to a month now, uh, we announced everything publicly. Um, and it's been off to a great start. So I started working with Nicholas Turner, good friend to myself and the site, um, as our first client on his album, uh, Transmissions of the Unearthly, out October 31st. Uh, we've been doing some PR campaign for that. So we've had some good responses so far, a couple of track premieres, uh, getting out there. And then my second client, who I only uh, launched last week, is... Uh, well, the band project is called Cool Chair, and it's a B horror movie punk album that's definitely more on the melodic side. Uh, got some pop punk influences in there, but like you know, the cool catchy stuff, not the I'm a sad emo and I don't have a girlfriend stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> more talking about zombies and bear attacks uh, than that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's got a bunch of really funny, like interesting. Um, prog and death metal stuff that randomly like takes place you're not expecting it it kind of catches you off guard so yeah matt i think i don't know if you listened to it yet but i think i sent it to you same with you brandon it's a fun you album. did you did i listened to it it's good or uh, i don't know if i listened to the entire thing i think i only had like a, a couple tracks available yeah two tracks so far um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Out... so um but it was fun and different yeah. for sure it's one of those things you just kind of go into it like this is going to be fun. It's not going to take it seriously and you have a good time. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when I was listening to it, I was like, "James, are you okay?" I hear it. This is good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that tag. It's that pop punk tag. It puts some people off, which is kind of sad because it's it's a really fun album. And once you listen to it, you're like, "Okay, it's so much more than that." Um, and so a lot of times you get a lot of those people that are just like, "It's not metal." It's, it's got clean vocals. I don't understand. I just don't. I just don't. You know, and people just, they just Brandon, don't. I feel personally attacked by that statement, and, um, you know, that's kind of upsetting to hear. <laughs> um, and then, so just to touch more on the Nicholas turnaround, so I did give a bit more time to Cool Cherish. It's not fair. Uh, I love my children equally. Um, the Nicholas turnaround is 19 tracks of live improvised psychedelic black metal and sludge so if you like nice. this kind of that definitely check out honestly i mean the guy puts out so much stuff and i think this might be my favorite release from nothing is real so that, oh that's really like, yeah it's it's fantastic I, it's th just, I thought the last one he put out was really fucking good and the one before that symphony was yeah. amazing like well, are were. you serious I mean, this one is like 
it's 19 tracks for one. So it's, it's a lot of music, but second, most importantly, like he just met this dude, the drummer, they never worked together. They never really heard each other's music that much. And they just jam 19 tracks together. Um, all awesome. Yeah. And it, it feels like super like free flowing and really natural. It's really, it's awesome. And so like, yeah. it's way more psychedelic than his previous albums, which is cool. That's um, awesome because they're all the really kind of like that, you know. Yeah, I know. So do I. And because the, the drum is like from a psych rock, uh, acid rock background. So, yeah, it's, that played into it. Um, and then, I mean, I've got some other stuff in the works. Uh, I'm working with the Mountain King on a press kit for his upcoming album. Uh, mm-hmm. More details on that revealed soon. Um, and I just today, uh, well, actually, well, last week, signed a, a new uh, artist. So make sure I get it right. Here we go. Uh, the artist's name is Phil Smith. Um, he goes by his own name. And the album is called Vain Life in the Orchard House, uh, Orchid House. And um, it's like dark ambient experimental drone stuff. But the cool thing is that he recorded all the instrumental parts, like they were, they were freeform improv stuff. And then he fed them through an algorithm in a software that he, he works with because he's a computer programmer for a living. And it rewrote them into songs. All right, that's that's an interesting way of approaching it. I like it. Yeah, so it's a very unique album, um, and it turned out really cool. Um, so more some dark ambient, like electronic stuff, like great great noise stuff. So yeah, that's, that's it for my clients at the moment. There is other stuff in the works, but I'm not going to announce anything else on here until it's you know sealed in concrete. Um, and I guess if, if you're interested in like reaching out for PR. Um, I personally think my prices are super affordable. Uh, hundred bucks for one month campaign, two fifty for three months. Press kits are fifty bucks, but those other campaigns include press kits in there. Um, I'll share everything in groups for you. Submit it to all of my media contacts, which is there's a fair number of them there. Um, yeah, do design the mailer campaign. I'll give you uh, live track feedback on the metrics and how your the campaign is doing as well. So. And just uh, touching on those media con- uh, contacts, old Cool Chair got a little nod in Brooklyn Vegan. Yeah, yeah. So it's the um, it's owned by Vegan. It's like the middle wing of Vegan, essentially. A lot of you know them. Uh, Invisible Oranges. Um, so they'll be premiering the track, oh, the full album, actually, uh, on October 20th. So keep an eye out for that. Very exciting stuff. And Ooh. just... Uh, You've mentioned your prices there, but one thing that you didn't mention is how do people get in contact with you, man? Right. Um, so just like Cave Dweller, there's a separate profile and website for everything for this business. Uh, we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and we have a website all under the Cave Dweller Productions name. And you can find those links if you're following Cave Dweller Music on our link tree as well. There is a link to the website there. And there's something else that sprung up recently in the uh, Cave Dweller universe. Mate, we're going to end up being like Marvel and having all these different things coming out from underneath one batter. Uh, But the Discord, I haven't had anything to do with Discord before, so uh, you gents are probably a little bit more qualified to talk to Discord, how to get involved and what that whole scene's all about. Yeah, I mean, Brendan and I are kind of in the same boat with that where none of us really had much experience with it, right, Brendan? before this i mean discord a little bit um just because i'm a nerdy dad and uh played some video games with some other dads and uh oh you already so yeah 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 i already had it um but i i I don't 
I've been so busy lately. I haven't really been in touch with those guys. So, um, that's, it is what it is, but, uh, but yeah, I had it there and then, um, we got it for, uh, the Terminus, right? Yeah, we own Terminuses and in Haitian firms. I remember that. I haven't really used it, though. But, I mean, if anyone's interested or curious, basically Discord is a live chat room. Uh, we, we, we can completely customize, uh, and it's not censored. So if you're sick of being censored on Facebook for sharing stuff or, like, stuff being taken down, jump on Discord and share with us there. Um, you can chat with everyone that's a member of the Capable of uh, Discord server, share links, free flowing conversations. Uh, we have a live one, which is uh, what am I listening to now? Great place to just drop stuff that you listen to, other people check out, find music. There's a general chat and there's a few other areas. So, yeah, definitely come jump on and check it out with us. Beautiful. Well, speaking of things that we've been listening to, I've got up our top four um, of 2021 so far. Um, I'm going to do a quick run through to go each of our individual ones. And like we mentioned, there's been a whole bunch more albums that have come out since then and also ones that we've gone through to check out previously. I'll go over mine first and then you gents can speak to the ones that you covered previously. So uh, by the time of June, mine was Black Country, New Road, Slant, The Scientists and Fiddlehead. Now, I don't know whether it is because I've been actively working out more that I've gone back and listened to more knuckle dragging, like crossover thrash, just really dumb and ignorant hardcore. But that's been a lot of my <laughs> tastes recently. So uh, we mentioned this off air before we started recording, but the brand new Dead Heat record, uh, World at War, is super fun. If you're a fan of that, like, more hardcore groove style of like Cro-Mags, Judge and Earth Crisis style of hardcore with the more thrashier parts of, well, basically thrash. Definitely give that one a listen. Uh, Malice at the Palace are another great one as well. Uh, an EP of theirs is Malice at the Palace AD. I sent a photo of them to James and their like band tag is Life is Hard, Be Harder. And one of the members looks like he lives at a gym. So if you got like, it's the same thing with Harm's Way, right? You see the guy from Harm's Way and just think, fuck, this is going to be some ignorant shit to listen to. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's sort of like in the, in the realm of uh, heavier music that I've really been a fan of. Oh, and of course, how could I forget Hooded Menace? Hooded Menace have a new record out, The Tritonous Bell. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. And you guys also mentioned Terminus a little earlier on in the show. And I was listening to one of their more recent episodes. I can't remember the name of it, but basically it starts with a story of one of the dudes going camping in the woods and growling at a bear. If you find the start of that episode, this review's in there. Uh, but it's apparition of uh, sunlight with wilting of or wilt of roses crimson. It's a great demo three tracks i think it goes for like 15 20 odd minutes so for a three track demo it's a pretty hefty boy um but i'm a really big fan of that and um so they're sort of the 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 metamorphosis of my earlier top four list um have you gents had a chance to check out any of the records that i mentioned 
the ones that you're talking about now or the ones from the original list? No, no, the ones that I'm talking about now. The original, that's, the original list is three months ago, James. We've got to let it go. It's in the past. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I checked out the Burning Pale. Uh, what was the first one called? The, the, the Thrash crossover one? Ah, uh, Dead Heat. Yeah, I checked out the Dead Heat one. That one was fantastic. The best way I can describe it is like the cover looks like the video game covers of the old Doom games. It's one dude yep. shooting a whole bunch of other people. Um, but, yeah, incredibly fun, incredibly stupid. And good stuff to list, list, uh, lift heavy rocks too. We got the words out there in the end. <laughs> it's kind um, of funny because, like, you and I always kind of end up being the same person in some ways, Matt. But I've also <laughs> fallen down. I've, all, uh, I've also fallen down the hardcore and crossover uh, rabbit hole because I've been going to the gym more as well. So yeah, I understand that exactly where you're coming from. It's. One of those things, and I think I might make this a, a group post or now that I know how Discord works and what to do there, I might make it a, a topic of conversation just like groove-heavy music to lift stuff too. Because after a while, you know, I've been going through like uh, all of the 90s and like early 2000s hardcore classics like 25 to Life, Cold as Life, Marauder, 100 Demons, and after a while, you listen to that stuff enough and you're kind of like, oh, I want something a bit different. I want something a bit, you know, um, something of a bit of a different vibe. And then you showed me Sodom. And as soon as I heard Sodom, I was like, yeah. this is perfect. This is exactly what I'm going to be listening to from now on. Um, and M16 is still stuck in my head to this day. I'll just sort of be sitting there driving off to work or even when I'm at work and just I'll be sitting there singing along in my head and be like, damn. Damn it, James, you've got me again. <laughs> yeah, my workout album lately has been uh, War Culture by Perfect World. It's not in my top 10 or anything, but just a really solid workout, hardcore album, really fun. Um, what have been the albums that you've that have come out recently or ones that came out earlier on in the year that sort of snuck up on you and have uh, moulded your top four? Are you asking me or Brendan first? I don't, know. Um, I don't know. I mean, you guys can fight to the death or like flip a coin. For oh, us, I, but... We could do, I could share one and you could share one. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, mine recently just came out and I fucking love it. I've probably listened to it at least six times, um, just exclusively, like no interruptions. Um, and then probably 10 times total. I love it. Uh, the Mastiff album. Oh, oh yeah. yes. The Ashes of yeah, the... Uh, that's on my Earth. list, too. Dude, oh, my God. How I saw you post that album? in the group the other day, and I was like, all right, I'll give this a listen. And, like, to start off, it's kind of, like, a bit ambient, a bit spooky, but when it hits... Yeah, yeah, that first track. It's so, it hits so fucking hard. Yep. Yeah, well, what, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so goddamn good, man. And, like, there's just, like... There's influences um, all over the place. Like, dude, they're just everything, man. This album hits all the marks for me. It's fucking fast. It's got the slow. It's got the groove. It's fucking the vocals. I love the vocals. I, I just. This one, um, uh, I, like I said, man, there, there's been a lot of music out this year. There's a lot of really good contenders, but this one. Uh, really hit it for me yep yeah that that it was like do you remember when we had dan 
Dolby, the bass player from the band on the uh, on the podcast. The guy yeah. who also has recordings. I'm like, he's like, yeah, the next album's going to be like really heavy and really good. I'm like, yeah, the last one's pretty good. And then the hit I listened yeah. to, I was like, holy shit, you weren't joking. Like, this is really, really good. I know. And it's like, just like, dude. And you were like, you know, that's Dan there. And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. Holy shit. Like, wow. Yeah, Thank you didn't you, make the connection, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so fucking good, dude. It, it rips yeah. you apart and it like doesn't let you down gently. It's so nice. <laughs> right, so I'll hit one of mine then. Um, one of the ones that really like kind of caught me off guard the other day was uh, Tommy Stewart's Direwolf. I don't know if you heard that or not. I have not. Uh, the band. And it, the album was Doomsday Deferred. It was like, I don't know, I did not go into it expecting nearly as much as I got. It was like the album covers got this kind of trippy picture of like a marijuana plant with a face on it. That's what it looks like at least. I was like, oh, it's going to be more stone and doom. I'll give it a spin. And it was like just completely unique. It's got the weirdest mixing and like mastering to it. It sounds like you're listening to it through a, through a wall from another room. And like the parts that should go low, go high. And the parts that should go high, go low. And there's weird fade-ins and fade-outs. And it's just like, it's just a super unusual album and I love it. And it's, it's weirdo doom. It's super yeah. tacky to your brain. Calling it Weirdo Dude. <laughs> I like genre. it. genre. I like it. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's a super nice dude as well. He owns Black Doomba Records, who's the label that put out Grey Puffet. Oh, time. nice. Um, and, yeah, he messaged me. and was like, thank you for the, 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 the review. And I was like, dude, this is like a contender for my top album of the year. It's like, it means so much that you say that. I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe how good your own music is. It's so humble. Like, talented dude. Nice guy. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Well, um, mine, <laughs> second one, um, came out in July, and it's a band from New York called Insidia, and they put out a little album, self-titled, and it just hits hard. It bangs. It's melodic. Um, it's kind of got, like, a little bit of, like, I wouldn't call it. It's like a hardcore, like, feel to it um with like a death metal like I, it's definitely not death core it's like uh it's <laughs> yeah it's not like yeah it's not like someone's choking on something and they're like oh yeah yeah we're like squealy pigs you know what i mean like i hate oh, i can't stand the squealy pigs like you could have the best music going and then like all of a sudden you're like and you're like ah just, you fucking lose me dude i'm sorry uh it's like i think from what I can gather, deathcore is one of those genres that everyone can enjoy shitting on together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but the amount of memes that I've seen bullying deathcore kids, it's kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> there, there's some, there is some good deathcore out there. Deathcore can be done right, but there's a lot of it that's just like squealy pigs and fucking just, old- it's just. What's the other? The squealy pigs and the uh, Bree Breeze. As soon as they bring out the Oh, yeah, the Bree Breeze. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, it's like, just, I don't even know. Like, are you a horse? Are you dying? Like, what's going on? Oh, I love it and hate it. No, I hate it. I all hate it. I, I just fucking, oh. Anyway, this album is nothing like that at. at all. So, 
um, is uh, really good. It's fucking really, really well done. And if you had purchased it, they were putting um, 50% of their proceeds to uh, help combat homelessness. So that's pretty cool, if you ask me. That is pretty cool. Um, I'll go my next one probably as uh, The Lauren by Withered. I missed this album when it came out, unfortunately, and I found it by accident uh, driving the other day, and then I listened to it like six times, and I haven't stopped listening to it since. It is one of the best extreme metal albums I have ever had. Um, I don't even know what genre to call it. It's like a mix of sludge, grindcore, black metal, post-metal. It's everything, and it's just awesome. It's like really bleak, really raw, really heavy. And there's this one track that is in the middle of the album. I think it's, I can't remember what it's called. It's like breaking through something, passing through. That's just like 90 seconds of harsh noise and it hurts. And you're like, I'm glad that's over, but you're still glad it was there. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's a very good album. Um, fantastic. Everyone should check it out. Hell yeah. Before I we move on to your one, Brendan, there's one that we should talk about that all three of us fanboyed for really hard for a long time. Wanderer, liberation from a brutalist existence. So good. Oh, yes. So good. I remember listening to that and going like, who gave permission to these guys to make a record that goes so fucking hard? Like, you're kind know, of sitting right? there, there's a whole bunch of really good, just like straight up hardcore parts, and then it goes into the down-tuned, really ignorant, really violent beatdown sections, and you kind of just go... Oh. Man, I'm glad I'm not at a show with this. I'm going to be walking away with broken bones if I attended one. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was what it's funny because, like, it's not every day that all three of us fanboy that hard about it. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is really so. It, it, well, when it's good, dude, it's fucking good. You know, like, no. you just, those guys really, like, I love that kind of, like, it's basically, like, new age, like, kind of, I don't know, converge in a way. Like, I don't know, like, it's dead. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's different. It's, it, I can see the converged comparison with like the chaotic sound. Oh, yeah. And it's so and fucking stuff. technical. Yeah. It's more technical. It's so good. Yeah. It's fantastic. Sorry. You're onto your one, Brent. I just thought we actually mentioned that because all three of us loved it. No, no. You're, you're A okay there. So actually, uh, you mentioned that. Um, I, I have a, a very uh, similar styled, like kind of black and hardcore band lined up uh, that put out a great album, which I really I'm looking at the vinyl. I want to buy it. But the shipping is just uh, how do you justify? It's like almost the same as the vinyl. Right. You're like, why? Uh, but the uh, the uh, path of the wrath by the Wolf King um, is just so goddamn good. I love this style. Black and hardcore. It's fast. It's metal. It's all of the checks all the marks again. You know, like I think you, you'd really like it. Um, I think you don't. Both of you would really like this if you haven't heard it, Matt. I think you'd really love it, especially. Um, you definitely gotta check it out. Was it Wrath? Okay. Uh... Wolf King is the band. There we go. The Path of the Wrath. Path, I'm sorry, not the Wrath. Sorry. The Path of Wrath. Beautiful. That is a must listen for you. I think you'd really enjoy it. 
All right. It's up on Bandcamp now, and that's probably what's going to be happening uh, as soon as we jump off the podcast. Yeah, man. It's uh, I love that. It's like it's uh, black and hardcore, you know, like you think of like uh, Young in the Way and stuff like that. Like it's just it's good, dude. It's fucking good. I don't know what it is, but it's always that combination of hardcore and something else that really tips it over the edge. Like, don't get me wrong. I like going back and listening to like old hardcore shit like i mentioned like you know like judge earth crisis um chromags that kind of era but the new Mm -hmm. era that's kind of a little bit more down tuned plays around with ambience a little bit more has more of a blackened feel of it for lack of a better term and even when they bring in some of those like black and roll droning guitar riffs there's something about that that just elevates it a little bit more from like dudes wearing camo shorts nike air maxes and like tattoos on the back of their cars you know yep um okay my next one then is uh i have two more i have to list so i'm trying to decide which ones um oh, yeah, gonna, okay. go, gonna go with joy thieves american parasite um just in stellar industrial punk uh like old school style punk it's got members Hang on, it, it, it has so many members. It's a collective, but it's got people from absolutely massive bands in it. It's got people from ministry in it. Um, well, it's, just, it's got everyone. Um, it's a huge collective anyway. But the album is one of the few albums I've heard that captures like the old school spirit of punk. It's got that like raw political aggression, but it's not over the top. It's still catchy. Um, the guy, the, the vocalist is from Scotland and he's got a thick accent, which, you know, when you have that thick like accent from anywhere in the UK added to punk, it's always better. Yeah, I know what um, you mean. Like there's Idols do it really well with that really thick accent. Uh, Fontaine's DC are another fantastic Irish punk band that have that really thick, really broad accent. And it just, it adds something to it. I don't know what it is. I guess, like, after a while, you kind of get desensitized to listening to a lot of American punk. So you get yeah. really excited about that different voice and that different timbre. But, yeah, I know what you mean. It really sets it off and makes it stand out. Who was the other band that had that song, London is the Reason? Um, that was, oh, that was fucking pretty- Gallows. Gallows. Yeah, that was great, too. Holy shit. They were a good band. Dude, the vocalist from that, Frank Carter, is still making music, but now he kind of makes sort of middle of the road alt rock like he really ran the gambit of being like a little red-headed dude that'd get into fights at every fucking show to make yeah, he, him he tattooed his own head the back of his own head yeah and i mean granted he is a tattoo artist by trade so it makes sense but yeah gallows have been a band that ever since i saw him at soundwave back in 2011 2012 i followed them through the death and then he left and then one of the guys from Alexis on Fire joined as a vocalist and I think they put out an EP and a record and then disappeared into the ether. But, man, Gallows is a perfect example of that really broad sort of UK accent um, that serves really well. Yeah, I I have the actual lineup from the collective here so I can actually tell you accurately now. So Joy Thieves has members of Ministry, Killing Joke, uh, Pig, David Bowie, Marilyn Manson, Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, KMFDM, uh, Blue October. It's got everyone, dude. It's crazy. White Zombie, like 
it's got people from like a ton of massive bands that have been involved with it. What um how how many people are in that band then? It's so it's a collective, so you don't have like it's not really a band, people just kind of jump in uh, on tracks and do bits and pieces. Yeah, and, like okay. across albums. But the last album was like the first one where they had one vocalist the whole time. Um, and they went with uh, Chris Conway is the guy I'm thinking of. That's the, the vocalist from Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's best known. I mean, he's been in, he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, but you probably, people probably know him from ministry and KMFDM. All righty. Um, I haven't listened to either of those bands and I know Yari's going to yell at me to listen to KF, whatever the fuck. Dude, you got to. Have you not seen the, the listen to the Crow soundtrack? What, the fucking movie? Um, yeah, I've seen Dude. the movie and I listened to the soundtrack. I didn't know that whoever... You got to you gotta get yourself some... You got to listen. All right, well, I feel like every time I am on this podcast and chat to you guys, I end up getting homework that I need to do. I know, <laughs> me too, which is always good. <laughs> it is. This is definitely true. Brendan, you got one more, and then I'll do my last one. You better stop there because there's too many. All right. Yeah, I know. I have a couple more lined up as well. I'm like, dang. All right. Um, but I, I, I flipped the coin, and I'm going to go with uh, Fange, a band out of France. Okay. Um, have you, you – uh, Pano Crater? Or Panto Crater, sorry. Um, oh, wow. you showed me them. Yeah, I listened to that. That was really good. It really is. It's so good. It's two really long tracks. Uh, I want to say about 20 minutes a piece, 15 minutes a piece. Yeah. Um, and it's just so good. Um, the doom, like the, the, the vocals are just insane. They're intense. They're great. Like there's a kind of like a slight electronic feel a little bit at parts, like kind of, uh, it's just, it, Yet again, it checks a lot of marks, and obviously, you can't go wrong with a Sludge Lord release, you know. Nope. So oh, that was Sludge. I didn't realize that was Sludge Lord. Uh, yeah, cassette from Sludge Lord. Uh, huh. Pretty sure. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, the vinyl where the vinyls are coming from, but I'm sure you did the tapes. But they, uh. uh it's so good. Like French, the French metal scene is, is really good. You know, you have, Oh, and LLNN is putting out something new too. Um, and it's just, yeah, man, it's just that French stuff. It's so good. You know, it's a little industrial, a little noisy. It's got the sludge and death metal. It's just all just jumbled up and stretched out into two 15 minute long tracks. It's, for me, I love it. It's brilliant. Awesome. Yeah, that one was awesome. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, so for my last one, I guess I'm going to go with Stress Angel, uh, the album Bursting Church. Uh, that is from Dying Victim Productions, the label. Uh, just really raw, dirty, black and speed thrash, death metal stuff. Like, Mm-hmm. A real 80s feel too. I think I sent it to you, Brendan. I think you liked it. You did. Um, yeah, I definitely liked it. I have yeah. I have their uh, a, a myriad of their stuff now in my uh, wish list from uh, Dime Victim Productions. Yeah, I was like, you got. I just got to keep 
putting it in there. Dude, that's fantastic. They're, they're such a good label. Um, yeah. Based out of Germany and just put out nothing but 80s style, like thrash, old heavy metal, and like, um, so new, sorry, new wave heavy metal and like uh, black and speed thrash stuff. Um, yeah, it's so so yeah, good. That, that album is like super aggressive and has those echoed vocals. They were big in like the 80s. Um, it's like first wave black metal stuff. Um, yeah, it's just awesome. It really is like so much fun. That that kind of uh, like thrash is like it's it's cool that it's coming back too. You know, yeah, it's all the same scene. Like, there's so much stuff like that nowadays. Like, Grave Ripper was like that too. I love it. I love that like '80s and Nat Moran, like from uh, yeah, Black that Black Grave Ripper album, uh, Wise Blood Records. Sure. Um, it's like yeah, it's retrending again. Like '80s style black and speed thrash is it's awesome. I love that stuff so much because like I'm a huge fan of early Celtic Fuss and Hellhammer and that stuff. So that's, yeah. for me, that's super cool. Did you check out um, Molten? Yeah. Uh, Dystopian Syndrome? Yeah, I think, is that the latest album? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it came out on uh, the Transylvanian recordings. Yeah, I, I listened to, the, I can't remember the name of the album, but I listened to the latest album. Dystopian Syndrome, I'm pretty sure it's called. Yeah, someone, someone put me onto that. I think it may have been Sean... Um, cause he's super into that stuff too, but yeah, yeah before so we uh, wrap this up, I'll just mention two more because these are ones that Matt and I shared loving one and Brennan and I shared loving the other. So we can all appreciate them. Brennan, you and I love Warflesh, Psychedelic Realms of Hell, yes! honorable mention. And, uh, Matt, I know how much you also appreciate Turn Cold. They're like three track single, Break Your Faith. Fuck. That's one of do you guys get to the point where you've listened to so much music that unless you're actually looking at the album cover, you just forget what it was? <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's, basically me, that's basically me at the moment with um, with Turn Cold. Hold on. Let's... That was the um, one that we both thought was a great like uh, band to fill the void that um, Power Trip left. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. It even looks like a fucking Power Trip cover as well. And I just... Yeah. I, I Googled because I was like, oh, I don't know what this is. But um, they look like the kind of guys that play that kind of music. They like, <laughs> you know, when you like, well, James and I were having this conversation the other day, but you know how there's artists where you look at them and then you work out the kind of music that they make that it's a straight one-to-one? Like you look at yeah. Tom Waits and you think, yeah, of course Tom Waits that makes that kind of music, right? That's exactly what I'm seeing with Turn Cold. You listen to the music and you look at them and kind of go, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like what else, like, what Matt other Pike, kind of music Matt can they Pike. make? Matt Pike is the best example of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't it like a thing if you see a, a photo with Matt Pike uh, having a shirt on, you got to go out and buy a lottery ticket just because it's rare as fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I joined a Facebook group the other day and the question you had to answer was, What's Matt Pike's favorite brand of shirt? <laughs> Burlap um, sack. Uh, none, I guess. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I don't think I've ever seen him wear a shirt ever. That's a trick question. They would have tripped some people up there. Uh, yeah. That's terrifying, that is. Or be like, nice try. <laughs> Santa Claus is real. You mentioned we wanted to do this. So do we, do we want to quickly list off maybe 
a couple of albums outside of like metal and um, punk and stuff that we, we like from there. Yeah, for sure. I got um, a Doom album. That's pretty nice. Doom? Yeah, I guess that's not in the, I don't know. It has to be non-metal. If you don't listen to any, that's fine. But Oh, it's okay, Brendan. James and I are really just poses, and you're the true metal man of this podcast. You are. You are. You're pure. <laughs> you're, you're not tainted like us fools. Oh, that's funny. You know what I got? I'll, I got you something. My son's been uh, really loving uh, sticks. So that's been a lot of, a lot. We've been playing a lot of uh, Mr. Roboto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Although I do like uh, a lot of classic rock, so it's not like super out of the ordinary. What about you? What have you got? Um, In terms of like non-metal stuff, I've got my list here in front of me. I mean, Sleaford Mods came out at the start of the year and they're always good. They're another band that looks exactly like they sound. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) Anytime there's a new Sleaford's mod, uh, Sleaford Mods release, I'll give it a listen. I really like the new Lord record. Like I was, I've been a fan of Lord since like Pure Heroin came out. It was really fun, like dark pop. And then Melodrama was a lot more uh, like preppy, had a bit more pep to its step. And then... Lord, Lord, Lord. Lord, Lord. <laughs> exactly. Lord, Lord, Lord. You can't say Lord without that that scene popping into your head. Um, (laughs) But it was one of those things, and I can't remember whether it was directly from an interview with Lord, but someone said about the album, like, spend a full day at the beach and then listen to it on the way home, and it's, like, the perfect accompaniment. Like how, Brendan, I think it was maybe the first or second podcast we did you mentioned that you listen to things at particular times of the year, like you'll have albums for particular seasons. So it's kind of like that sort of vibe. Like I try to listen to it not coming back from the beach, but um, I went out to Shorncliffe recently, which is like 45 minutes, half an hour from where I live in Brizzy. And coming back from the beach after spending a full day in the sun, you listen to solar power and you kind of go, yeah, this makes sense. Like it's not as poppy as a lot of uh, a lot of the other stuff that Lord's done, but she's a really good songwriter, and I had a lot of time um, for that album. And James, um, what about you? I know that you uh, you venture out of the world of metal and hardcore every once in a while. What's been one of the ones that uh, that's piqued your interest? Well, for me, it's been like a lot more lately than usual because I've really fallen in love with like a lot of alternative folk stuff um, and a lot of dark ambient stuff. So this is a lot of both of those. Um, so I guess I'll go like there's a band I did. I did the Cape Door special on it two months ago uh, called Animales de Poda, which I probably pronounced completely wrong because I don't speak Portuguese. Um, but they're from Brazil. No, 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 no. Not Brazil. Oh, man. Hang on. I'm going to be horribly wrong here if I don't get this right. It's not Brazil. It's Matt. You have to cut this out. Sorry. No, it's okay. One second. <laughs> it would be rude to get their country wrong. Uh, Uruguay. There you go. Very different um, from Uruguay. But uh, they play like uh, 
experimental folk stuff, just straight up South American folk uh, with some spoken word and like Latin singing. It's really female vocalist, like super soothing, catchy stuff, very relaxing. Um, and then we've got to pick one more, I guess. Uh, oh, these guys are super popular. I won't cover them. Um, do it. Dude, do I, it? Picked, I picked Lord as if everyone hasn't fucking heard I guess so. Yeah. I just feel bad giving like exposure to people that have so much. Uh, Wadruna. No, no, no. With Ooh. their album, uh, Kit, uh, Kit Raven. Uh, that was the folk project that was started by Gal from uh, Gorgoroth after Gorgoroth. Oh, that's right. I forget uh, that he does dabble in um, he does dabble in that kind of folk stuff every now and then. Well, he did. I think he did the first two albums, maybe three. I can't remember how many he did, but then he left. And they've had other people uh, leading it since then, and it still stayed just as fantastic. So, yeah, I almost bought tickets to see them. Um, but then I realized the tickets were for 2022, December. I was like, I'm not buying tickets that far in advance. Um, yeah. I do really want to see them. Um, I am actually seeing uh, another folk band from overseas next Friday, which I'm super stoked about. Um, it's a band that I've talked about on here on the podcast, and we've reviewed them, called Madua Mokta. Uh, they're like a, they play a style of music called Tureg, it's like from the Sub-Sahara. Um, they're from Niger, and they play this like psychedelic uh, folk rock. But they're coming to San Diego, and I'm seeing them next Friday, so I'm super stoked. I've never seen a band from Niger before, so that'll be interesting. Man, that's fantastic. And it's like not exactly a uh, an area that you normally would associate with like international touring acts. So that's an interesting I one. I know. Yeah, it's, when I saw that they were selling tickets, I was like, Holy shit, they're playing here. Uh, so, so, yes, I bought them like right away. <sighs> Man, imagine being able to go to gigs. There's a tropical foxstorm show this weekend, but obviously everything's shit the bed in Australia. So, I'm not going to be able to see. Uh, what's the, how did they describe him once? A stoner dad and his three lesbian daughters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so accurate. It's, oh man. I did really- not know he had another project, did you? I knew that he was initially from the drones, but I oh, didn't know. I knew know. that, but, but I mean, like he has an active project I didn't know about. No, no, like the one that you sent me before, was it springtime? I, I've never heard of uh, that. Sum, summertime. Was it summertime. Summertime. I've never heard that like oh, mentioned oh, or, or spoken about. So it's going to be, have, it's going to have to be one that'll uh, be added to the list. Um, I just found out uh, by scrolling through that uh, Animals as Leaders just released a new single. Oh, breaking news. That won't be breaking news by the time this comes out. No. <laughs> September 2nd it came out, so we're, we're a little bit behind the eight ball there, but <laughs> new to me. Also, to touch on the big topic everyone's talking about this week, have either of you guys listened to the new carcass yet? Oh, oh uh, I did. I didn't get um all the way through. I got about halfway through, and then I had to uh, turn it off and not listen to music. So, um, but I liked it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, it kind of sounded like a mix between Heartwork and Swan Song, um, like in between the two albums. And they had some stuff from Surgical Steel soon. They had some like really groovy rock rhythms. 
It did. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I think I got through like the first three or four songs, so I, I got to catch back to it. But uh, what I did here was I liked. Don't don't judge it by the album cover. Personally, I think the album cover is really dumb. But and or their plate. Oh, the plates were the dumbest thing ever. That is, that has to be one of my favorite pieces of shit merch. It's up there with like the Supreme Brick. I don't know whether you guys saw that. I saw saw the Supreme Brick. Yeah, it's kind of that level of what can we put our merch on and get away with it? A dinner set. The dumbest shit ever. Oh my God. So true. And it's like, it's like they're not even like a band that needs to get their name out there. You know what I mean? Everyone right. knows. It's not like they're struggling to to get recognized. So, oh, we need to put our name on some products to try and get our name out there. No, you don't. You really don't. Dude, it just sounds like you're still a little bit traumatized from getting in a uh, a Facebook fight over this. <laughs> it wasn't a fight. The guy just said I didn't understand art because I thought they're selling out with shitty merch was dumb. That mm-hmm. is my... That has to be my least favorite response to anything. It's like, you just don't understand. It's like, no, fucking obviously, you idiot. If I understood, I probably would like it. Like, get off your fucking <laughs> high horse. Yeah, I, I, clearly I don't understand it. That's why I have an issue with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've covered pretty much everything in terms of what's happening up to this stage uh, in the Cave Dweller universe. Before we go... We always sort of like to look ahead to see what albums are coming out in the next little while that we're keen. We've already like dumped a whole bunch of uh, upcoming releases on you guys. So I'll probably get you gents to pick mm, one album that's coming out soon that you are uh, particularly keen on and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up for the day. So Brendan, what's an album that's coming out in the uh, next few weeks or even towards the end of the year? that you've got your eyes peeled for? Um, forgive me for I don't remember the name of it, but there's two of them. Uh, for I um, mine's, uh, well, the band is uh, from when the deadbolt breaks. Nice. Um, yeah, there, there are two little um, albums that they mentioned in our last cast that wanna, I want to catch those. I really – I'm looking forward to those. And obviously the uh, new um, – nothing is real because let's be real nicholas turner is like gotta be like doom metal musician of the year dude with all the shit he's put out (laughs) james what about you what's on your uh what's on your listening list once it becomes released so this only hit my listening list very recently we actually premiered the track for it yes no yeah yesterday yeah um so i'm gonna go with in the Throes of Madness by Grim Earth coming out on Desert Records on November 5th. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that track. You yes. Guys, I have so uh, cool. the two tracks you gave me at fire. Yeah, it's uh, going to be fun. It's like, like Nola style sludge, kind of like I hate God style type stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hardcore. It's, interesting. Yeah, it's better hardcore, though. Hardcore power violence. Hardcore I think it's power violence. Man, that's a genre that you don't really hear much from anymore. I remember when power violence was massive, but mm-hmm. it just kind of, I don't know whether it's because I've gravitated out of that scene that I don't hear about it anymore, but I remember when, who was it, fucking Trash Talk were like the kings of power violence and they were everywhere. 
but yeah, Matt, I think you will dig it. Yeah. Cause it's kind of everything that you love, like super raw, filthy sludge with hardcore and power violence. Uh, you've got me, uh, now I, can I just steal that for, for my most keen one? Like I haven't even heard any of the songs, but you've given me <laughs> enough of a, uh, an interesting provisor that, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Did you guys know about the, uh, grind core tribute to Nirvana? No. Oh, oh well, guess what? There's a grind core tribute to Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> By Sudden that. Strike Records. Damn. That, so it's mind. got Wardemizer, Gummo, Curson, Grist, Bandit, Verdizzo, uh, Insane Order. A, a lot of it, dude. It's just everybody. It's uh it's I just look I just found it. I keep finding some neat stuff right now. This is great. We should just keep this podcast running and just have Brendan scroll through the internet and be like, oh, did you guys know about this? I just found it. Huh. Well, guess what? <laughs> Grindcore tribute to Nirvana. Who fucking would have thought that? I, I wouldn't have thought that. Like, I know that they released a, um, like a Metallica tribute record, one of the very fucking many. But the only reason I knew about it is because the Chats did a cover of a Metallica song, which... Not something you'd see uh, a crossover between, but yeah, the chat's doing a Metallica cover, hey? I um, did you hear the Idols Metallica cover as well? Oh, that's the other one. I didn't. I didn't get around to listening to it because I. It saw, was so good. I saw that Idols had a brand new song, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." And then you're like, "Yeah, it's a Metallica cover," and I kind of went, "Oh, that's still pretty cool. I might get to it later, but." Dude, it's so much better than the original. It's fantastic. It's honestly so good. Again, Idols, another band that looks exactly how they sound. <laughs> and have, have yet to ever release bad music. No, they haven't. They've what, like two albums, I think, and each three. album. Three, that's right, because there was Brutalism, uh, yeah. the other one, uh, Joy is an Act of Resistance, and... Yes. The latest one. Is it split mono? I remember I reviewed it. But yeah, like all three of yeah, them are the fantastic. One. I think they, they don't have any EPs. I think it's just the albums. Yeah, I think it's just the three. And like idols to me are like typical of how to make modern punk good. Like James no, and wait, I have they had an EP. Ah. Well, there we go. More to uh, more to go back and listen to. But this is something, and Brendan, you may have come across this as well. A modern punk like Idols and that kind of ilk are really good because they deviate from that modern, uh, sorry, that standard formula. But then you hear mm -hmm. punk bands nowadays that basically sound like they were trying to get signed to Fat Records in the 90s and you kind of sit there thinking like, you know, we've moved past uh, Epitaph and, and Fat Records, right? Like, you know, Pennywise and NoFX aren't the biggest bands in the world right now. It's true. They're good, though. But no, like, they like are good Pennywise. bands. It's just kind of like hearing a retread of 90s. The problem with modern punk is that so many bands just heard Pennywise and like, cool, that's it. Yeah. Gonna do oh, that. yeah. That's that's pretty much the uh, the ethos of what I'm trying to get at here. Like, it's 
And Australia has got like a really good punk scene from what I can gather because they kind of blend like a classic rock aesthetic to punk. Like it's still really dirty, really raw, really energetic, but they also kind of realise that, fuck, man, we're musicians, we're here to put on a show and they get really into the theatrics of it, which is really cool. Yeah, it's fun. Um, but that pretty much wraps up everything that we had lined up, yeah. wanted to cover. Is there anything that we've missed that you gents wanted to talk about? What's coming up in the next little while? Let's uh, gaze into our crystal ball. I think well, we've got the merch coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, more announcements on the PR side of things. Uh, what else? Oh, you know what we never talked about that we did uh, between our last podcast and this one? What's that? The charity sampler. Oh, yes. All right. Let's get into the charity sampler because that was a pretty major thing that we um, that we ran and was pretty successful. Right. It was. Shit, we it's, been, do way, it again next it's been way too long since we had a chat to the people. I, I only just thought about that. I'm like, shit, that was May. Fuck, that was in May. So, yeah, let's so do a recap people. of the charity sampler. Well... James had an awesome idea, and he said, "No, oh, that's what you're supposed to say." Oh, uh, I had an idea for a charity. <laughs> sample. I thought you were gonna quote me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try that again. Let's try that again, and we can uh, use the magic <laughs> of, of post production to, to get it right. Yeah, you gotta go, go again, Brandon. So, <laughs> hang on. Um, uh, sorry. Um. What? I, I forgot what I just said. What I said? I said, uh, well, <clears throat> well, so with the cherry sampler, James had an idea and he was like, I said, what if we put together a bunch of artists that are part of the cave roller community and did some sort of compilation album to benefit mental health month. And then everyone was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Let's do that. And it just kind of started happening. Yeah, like football kind of just kept rolling, snowballed into a whole big thing. We're like, and yeah, how many artists do we have in the end? Was it 36? 53. 50, okay, I was way off. 53. Yeah, 53 artists involved across two albums. Uh, we got art donated by uh, who was the artist that did that again? Joe Ravenger Romero. Yes, yes, fantastic album art. Um, yeah, it was just amazing. Everyone came together. We raised over 550 US after taxes and fees, I believe. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. And gave half to a US mental health charity and half to a European mental health charity. Yep. And when uh, we called it Mind Over Metal. Yes, we did. Uh, and it is actually available at name your price on our band cap. So if anyone who doesn't have it, just go get a copy right now. You get 53 tracks free. Yeah. And it was so one cool. of those it was one of those things that you put the you put the call out there and we got a whole bunch of artists and then we got a whole bunch more artists and then we got more artists and we kind of got it, to the it, point it happened so fast it was yeah. insane like everybody said yes oh and we have to thank Jules from Armalite for mastering that completely for free uh, which is amazing that he did that Truly appreciate that. Wouldn't have been possible yeah. without it, really. The mastering, or um, yeah. Oh my god, that was really nice. 
for sure. Like, and that was like an unforeseen thing that we were like, yeah, let's get this done. And then we're like, Oh wait, there's so much more work to be done here. (laughs) Let's get it done. None of us had ever done a compilation album before. So it was kind of a steep learning curve. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was, uh, it was, you know, figure out how to parachute really like, (laughs) <laughs> all these people that like all said yes like expect it to be done and done right you know so yeah, <sighs> and honestly, yeah that was it, fun it, it kind of was way smoother than it should have been we should have hit yeah. way more well you know back. what though um uh redbeard wall said it best he's like hey man if you want to do good and you ask people to do good it's like they're uh, obviously they're gonna say yes and help out like it's just it just yeah, goes around, you know, like we need to acknowledge him on this podcast very briefly before it wraps up as the most positive man in metal. Mm-hmm. 100%. You are Our worth wall, it. Red, Red wall. Check him out. Check out his last album three. Support the man. He deserves it. He's one of the best human beings on this planet. 100%. What was he described as? A wrecking ball of human positivity? Yep. <laughs> That's a really good and way of describing someone. Honestly, he, like, I'm sure he gets, like, million messages. And, like, he, honestly, he responds to every single person. Like, it's yeah, so cool, he man. He, every, uh, every comment on his, on his social media. He responds yeah, to every comment. I messaged him uh, not too long ago because he had, like, as always, like a positive message going out. And I'm just like, Oh man, I love when you're like, these things pop up in my feed, you know, like, I thanks so much again, you know, and he's just uh, replied to me. I never expected, but he always replies and it's awesome, man. Like, you know, it's, it's real cool. Like if you're ever feeling down, give that guy a message and he will fucking pick you the fuck up. There's a high chance he'll actually send you a custom video. thanking you for the message. Yep. Yeah, it's cool, man. He's a fucking, he's the real deal. Yep. Well, there we go. Yeah, that's, that's basically it. That's it covered. Oh, beauty. Well, hopefully we don't, uh, we don't leave it this long um, until we do our next, our next podcast. But, yeah, a whole bunch of exciting stuff happening in the Cave Dweller world. Merch, PR, and... Uh, the Mind Over Metal sampler is available through our Bandcamp, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, we have. So there's one that's just like a Bandcamp account that I use for the site, which is called Cave Dweller Music, uh, which is just like my personal one. But then there's one under the same name, Cave Dweller Music, that is actual official artist one. So you want to go to the artist one. Or you can see what James has got in his, um, in his wish list and sort of cherry yeah, pick can. some stuff through there. There's a lot there of stuff go. in there too. I mean, if we're giving out personal band camps, mine's called Oi Nah, mate. So if you want to see what I'm <laughs> having a listen to, get onto that. I've got uh, 1,700, uh, yeah, 1,787 things in my wish list. So I've got 1,024. I, that's, you're getting too close to me now. I got to get yeah. mine up there. I got to get these <laughs> wish lists up. <laughs> I did break 666. Thank oh, you, uh, T, for uh, breaking that one for me with uh, the pre-order on uh, Finite. And then, uh, yeah, dude, I'm almost at 700 now, 692. 
That's crazy. Well, James, anyway, you did I, just hook me up with like four albums. I had better get going. So thank you guys for uh, making this happen again. It's been too long. Next time I have to do it more frequently. Oh, no absolutely. Worries, gents. Well, we'll, um, we'll chat again shortly. And yeah, if you want to get involved, Cave Dweller, Cave Dweller Music on Facebook, we got a Facebook group that you can post all your stuff in there. We've got the Discord. The website's up. We've got PR. Uh, basically, anything you can want in the world of heavy music is available for you. So make sure you get on board. Come join our tribe and we'll chat again shortly. Cheers.